welcome back to Pastoral Parsha. I'm Michelle Friedman. And I'm Rachel Yehuda. And we're both from Yeshiva Chovavei Torah Rabbinical School. And in each episode, we explore an aspect of psychology based on the Torah reading of the week. Right. So today, we're talking about Parshat Truma. And our theme is transformation through human creativity. Like last week, we're not going to be talking about characters and a storyline. The Parsha of Truma is all about a blueprint for how to build the ark, how to build the sanctuary. Yeah, and I think this is really interesting coming on the heels of the previous Torah reading, which was really all about being treating each other fairly. Right, a blueprint and for a blueprint moral and for legal moral conduct. legal, civil torts, those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. So um, it is very important, obviously, to build a tabernacle for God, but it's really the second thing that is emphasized. It comes after um, the, the civil rules and, and things like that. And building something as a community has many psychological purposes. We've seen a building project earlier on in the Bible that didn't go so well. And here we're referring to the Tower of Babel, where it was a communal effort, a creative effort, that went badly. I think that it's a really interesting contrast. But here um, the Torah portion begins with um, God saying to Moses, talk to the children of Israel and they shall take a donation from me and take my donation from every man whose heart will move him. Right, so what we're talking about here is getting each and every person to be an active participant in some way in this highly complicated, very intricate structure. Up until this point, the people have been sort of passive. They've been receiving food, they've been receiving protection, they've been receiving laws, and a structure. And the Bible understands that in order to create a nation, people have to become active participants in the system. And they also have to donate things that are valuable to them. The kind of donations that God is looking for are gold and silver and bronze and blue and purple and scarlet linen. These are very valuable items. Leather, Mm -hmm. spices, like good stuff, not stuff that they would easily have in the desert, must have been uh, stuff that they brought with them from Egypt. But I think one of the things that's really interesting about this is that God is teaching the people what a donation is and what to build. God is actually telling them exactly what to build and how to build it. It's just that um, the children of Israel have to supply the parts and the labor. And I think it's very interesting that the text has a really clear vision of what God's house has to look like. Right, and also how the materials are going to be procured. Because this is something that every communal institution struggles with today. Are people taxed for the common good, or are people expected to give gifts for the common good? Well, you know, when I read this, it just kind of made me think about... um, an engagement ring. Aha, uh-huh. speaking about moving from the communal to the <laughs> to the personal, same idea. What about an engagement ring? Well, it's just this idea that you produce something very valuable 
with the intention of marrying someone. It's not that necessarily every um, man who is in his early adulthood <laughs> wants to shell out that kind of money to buy something that you can't live in or something that you can't eat or drink. Right, it has no utilitarian purpose. But it's an adornment for someone that he loves and it's sort of a, it's a symbolic gesture. And God is really teaching the children of Israel. And it's visible. Yes. It is a symbolic gesture of commitment that is visible to everybody, just like the temple is going to be. Yes. Where does the material from this project come from? All the, it's the gold and, and the, the jewels and whatever that the Israelites got from their, from their Egyptian neighbors when they, uh, when they left. It kind of becomes their engagement ring that they give over to the temple, to, to the sanctuary, to show their commitment, their buy-in. It reminds me, as we're talking about this, of what we said about the blood that is smeared on the doorposts. The Israelites have to show their commitment. They have to put the blood on the doorposts. They have to choose to go into the desert. They have to choose to follow these laws and they have to choose to participate in the building. This is more than a symbolic act. I mean, yes. the, the text goes on for pages and pages. Uh, there's a lot of industry that's involved here, a lot of detail, a lot of specification. It isn't just a one, a one shot. I sort of have another association um, of Burning Man. Great. <laughs> Tell our audience what Burning Man is. Burning Man is a happening in the desert of Nevada. Let's just say 50 weeks out of the year, it's a pristine desert without even a grain of anything other than sand. And then slowly people come, 70,000 people come and build a city in Black Rock, Nevada, and bring in tremendous pieces of art, very valuable, decorated, industrious. And here in the middle of the desert is a real tribute to what people can build. Right, so it's a very creative enterprise that engages all kinds of aesthetic and musical and visual, all kinds of realms. And then at the end, there is a flaming pyre and every speck is dismantled and carted away. Well, that part doesn't really remind me of this. <laughs> <laughs> but the desert is left. But you know, it's, it's interesting to think about in, in the text it talks about, let's say in 25.8, the text says, make me a sanctuary that I may dwell among them. And as you said, there's enormous detail about the fashioning of each and every item. And it made me think about what are our temples today? What does contemporary society invest huge amount of detail and money in fashioning? We talked about engagement rings on a personal level, but I was actually thinking about banks. You know, banks in the 20th century in the United States are beautiful granite buildings. And in the 21st century, I actually think that the Apple stores are kind of beautiful temples to uh, technology. Uh, and it's just interesting to think about where we put our money and our personal effort in terms of making public places beautiful. But I think uh, you know a, a term that's often coined or used is the edifice complex, the, um, the effort that's put into building 
these monumental physical structures that then can become obsolete. There's something very touching about how this, this sanctuary is well, portable and can be moved. I, I mean, what's, what's really interesting to think about is what purpose it serves in terms of coalescing into a people. Um, these are, there's a nation of slaves. They are used to building things. For um, other people. For other people. They now have wealth. It's probably not, um, it doesn't tax the imagination that they could give up their wealth because they never really thought it was theirs to begin with. But, I mean, I think that the issue here is that they are being asked to part with the wealth that they now have acquired in the service of building something That's for the community that would be an enhancement for them. That's right. They leave Egypt, they get the Ten Commandments, they're in this desert time where they don't have physical, their physical needs are taken care of, and they have all this riches, which they're not going to keep. And I think that's an important, see, I think that's the better point, that there are slaves who have now gotten all this bounty, booty, but they don't get to keep it. It needs to be dedicated to something that is not personal, that's going to be communal. And this is the blueprint. Thanks for listening to the Pastoral Parsha with Dr. Michelle Friedman and Dr. Rachel Yehuda. This podcast is brought to you by Shivat Chobavei Torah. To learn more, visit yctorah.org.